We are Wrestling the Latest. I'm your co-host this week, Chris Scott Moore, joined as always with sultry Sean Nash and alluring Alex Gibson. What's up, you sexies? What's up, turds? Good to be back. What up, turds? It's a shirt that should be uh, in the in the homes of every teenage boy. Yeah, I hope it can. We can only hope that it gets as popular as uh, Austin three sixteen shirts. Oh. Yeah, something had to beat scissoring and what up turds is probably going to be the next one that should be <laughs> in the home something, of every it, asshole little boy. Something finally school appropriate. That's not as much of a joke as it sounds like either. That's the sad thing. Yeah. Well, here's what's not sad. If you go to our link tree, you're going to see all sorts of merchandise that's just goddamn delicious to buy. If you take a look Mm -hmm. at that, you'll see some great discounts, some great looks, and some good uh, fashionable things that we have. Unfortunately, we are all totally sold out of sports bras. We don't have those anymore. But you can take a look at some awesome uh, cotton candy colored shirts that are fucking cool. And then if you're really wanting to do something fucking cool, just subscribe to uh itunes or spotify, spotify wherever you get your podcast amazon <laughs> yeah i actually heard that if you unsubscribe and then subscribe again it helps numbers so if please do that i guess that's going to be like a thing to get please numbers back do, up but do not forget the second part of that make sure that yes. you are subscribing again don't just unsubscribe that's key double yeah. click double click that would be paramount and and as well please visit wrestlingelitist.com for our latest articles and match reviews um on the show today i don't think we have too much stuff to talk about besides aw so hopefully this will be a non-depressing talk but i think it's going to get a little bit shitty as we go into cm punk again so alex let's start with you did you see the thing about hangman after collision I did. I saw that and I saw the 45 reports that have come out and all the different changing of stuff. <laughs> um, I honestly was kind of annoyed that it ha- like it came out knowing that we weren't doing a show until Monday because I just don't even really want to talk about it because it's just so ugh. and there, everyone has their story. I've seen literally this. I've seen the same story reported in four different ways at this point already. And you can kind of tell who's coming from what I will say that I tend to at this point believe on the Meltzer side, the least because it, it feels like he's been wrong about just about everything when it comes to punk and the elite. Uh, as of recently, I, I saw the stuff about uh, him getting people sent home and things like that. I, I can't believe that that's fully the truth. I think there's stuff where things are happening and then it's kind of a convenient thing to believe like Ryan Nemeth, if he got sent home He's not a big star. He was probably going to be there as an extra for something. And then they didn't need him. Dink Ziggler. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he, because of that, I think uh, it's a, it's a convenient thing to come up with, right? Like there's a lot of times where that happens, where it, it aligns well that him and punk didn't get along. And then he got booted from the show for something. And it happened. Same thing with Christopher Daniels. I, I do not believe that he has the power to say the head of talent relations can't be there. That'd be like, Chris and I, we both work in HR. That'd be like if somebody was in a disciplinary action, like, no, no, I don't want HR can't be involved. I'm only going to take this punishment if if HR and my manager aren't involved. If I get to Jim Harbaugh this and uh, make up my own punishment that doesn't exist uh, in the real world. And I don't believe that that's the case. I don't know. uh, I'll kind of stop my little 
uh, monologue there and see your guys' thoughts on just for those, I guess, those first few pieces. Oh, I just thought it was totally unnecessary and just another dumb distraction this, for him to the make speech that comment was definitely. on Hangman. That was yeah, Hangman, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I, I think... Um, oh, go on. I was going to say, I do believe that he's trying to make a program out of it, though. I actually think that there's... I think that that's him trying to go to program into the... like out of this i think it's misguided and stupid but i don't think he's doing it with no end game in his mind intent possibly i wonder if he's just trying to have it both ways um i don't know and the uh the thing that would say the positive out of it is like at first off he realized that it didn't land and it was just clunky and not funny or interesting or it's not like it's fucking um, Jinder Mahal was the champion. It, you know what I mean? Like, he's not like that. He's not yeah. like this, like, worthless champion that was like, oh, come on. They put the belt on fucking him. Like, it's not that. Hangman was great and always has and it was been a, a great performer. And it was a title change or a, a moment that Rust, AEW fans have been looking forward to for a Adored. year Adored. Yeah. yeah. And saw it as a highlight. So that was weird. But um, maybe this is the realization moment of clarity that like, Hey, I got to fucking cool it because the damage control came out immediately to, you know, have that Nick Hauserman fellow and, um, getting stories out to them that like, Hey, you know what? Yeah, I shouldn't have done that. So that's yeah. my silver lining of it. But it did make me wonder is like, is that why there's no matches for all out and all in seems like it's fourth quarter, last second, everything on the card is because they just, again, they don't know if this guy's going to, you know, split the coop again. Yeah. And I will say that it's interesting to me. I, if I were Tony, I would think at least I would have wanted when you resign the elite. And I know we talked about it last week. There's an optics standpoint of losing the elite when you're all elite wrestling would be horrible. But I almost feel like if they're going to resign they need to agree to a program with punk. It just, it's too stupid not to. And like this whole idea that they won't even get in a room with him and all of that. You do not have to be friends with all of your coworkers. You don't even have to like all of your coworkers, but you have to be able to do business with them and and work alongside them. And I think that if the rumors are true, that punk tried to get in on multiple meetings and he keeps getting denied and all of these things, I get where his frustration comes from. But I also think that, Obviously, the way to handle it is not with a live mic in front of fans uh, and and shooting down and, and talking about how he's not a draw or anything like that. Like now you're actually you're going after somebody's income at that point. You're trying to convince yeah. the fans that he's not a star. Right. Okay. Now, Sean, boy, doesn't this just make you sad as an accountant? Just the thought of flying all these people in and then they get to the building. They go, oh, you know, just go home. The the expenses are just yes. f- flounderous. <laughs> terrible that's a word awful uh awful yeah i just like how do you know that like because it begs the question of like does this happen enough let's say giving them was it plausible deniability that phrase uh let's say that this happens a lot where like you fly people in and you know kenny omega shows up to the arena and they're like legitimately we have nothing for you you're not in trouble just go home and hang out and watch some cartoons in your hotel room like does that happen with certain people like that just yeah. seems so weird uh I, I don't know well i think in wwe i think one of the things that AEW, like kind of the more mid-card guys have said that they enjoy is that 
they don't have to come. In WWE, they have to. So even if there is no intention to use them, they still are expected to show up, go to catering, and then not be used. Because they, what if because what if they are needed? You know, what if Vince yeah. tears up the script and all of a sudden the three man band is going over uh, you know, the world champion that night? And so yeah. that was one thing I know Gallows and Anderson in their new contract when they rejoined WWE was if there's no intention to use them on TV that night, they don't have to be there. So I think it's oh, an industry. That's such thing. a good deal. Yeah. Yeah, I know, right? Like that's so fucking smart. And those guys would come up with that. No, negotiation they they're as carny as they come but they uh they know how to get a good deal i think that no but i mean it's a good to... thing to know that like at least yeah. you're making the promotion go okay now we have to have an idea for you because we can't fly yeah. you out so like at least right. it's something like even if again it's not your idea that you'd like to have and it's like okay we need you to play dodgeball with eugene it's like well at least it's <laughs> something yeah and i think that it probably happens it probably happens every fucking week on dynamite but CM Punk isn't, you know, quote unquote, running the show there. So it's a non-story. Yeah. I'm sure Ryan Nemeth has been, has shown up to multiple tapings and not been used. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, the whole thing is just, uh, it's just unnecessary. Again, we, we've talked about this for a while in the show, but like all in should be their WrestleMania three and it's not. And the fact that it is in terms of um, ticket sales, but in terms of it being this, seismic triumphant victory lap for the company it it doesn't seem like it is or it it seems like it should be grander and bigger than it is and the thing that comes out far too often is these little dumb silly ticky tack bullshit things yeah and i think one of the biggest biggest mistake they made about all of this is having all out right after it just it immediately devalues what all in is if they were doing yeah. all in as just a free show on TBS or TNT all out uh, on pay-per-view the following week, somewhat makes sense. But having back-to-back weeks of pay-per-views is the dumbest thing that they could have done. All right. And it's not just turmoil in AEW. There's some possible looming ahead in WWE. So it came out that in the merger between UFC and WWE that's expected to close next month, Triple H is not going to be on the board of directors. Sounds like a little bit of a nothing burger and that Dana White is also not on that board of directors and he's the heart and soul of UFC, unfortunately. Uh, (laughs) But Triple H isn't on there. I mean, it makes sense. I get it in the sense that he doesn't have an MBA, I think, let alone even a college degree. Um, But wanted to get your guys' thoughts on this as it definitely opens the possibility that he could be out with the company again or on the, you know, outside looking in. Go ahead, John. Uh, oh, just like the the fact that you're saying like Dana White's not on the board too. It just it makes sense. These are people who are running the the day to day ask and not the the shadows. So no need to put him in the board. What were you thinking, Alex? Yeah, I mean, I do believe that he has the pedigree to be a. Oh, uh, there you go. That's what we were waiting for. Uh, but um, I, I, it's something where I think that they probably should have done it from a optics standpoint for him once again we talk about that word that is the uh vocab word of the month for us wrestling elitist optics i think that either him or i did stephanie make it at least i didn't even see i'm assuming not done everything so i thought she i thought she came i thought she came back after the the merge but um either way like i think that they should have done something there 
the unfortunate thing is, is he's too tied into the WWE. I don't think he'll ever, he'll ne- he'll never be gone. He'll never leave to make a statement, which I don't blame him. I would comfortably make my millions if I were him too. Like there's a certain point where like, let's just collect this fucking paycheck. But God, would I kill for him to just start? I would, I've never wanted to see a wrestling show start with a 15 minute Triple H promo more than a collision or a dynamite or AEW Grand Slam. I think that that would be incredible, but that is 100% fantasy booking and has, yeah, there's a better chance that I debut on Dynamite, I think, than that. (laughs) That would be something. Like, if he just was, like, scorched earth and they did have a falling out, and oh, my God. But I doubt that would ever happen. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just thought that was interesting and funny. I think the real concern is if Johnny Ace is on the board. (laughs) Oh, no. Gets his way back in. Fucking Johnny Ace. Look out, secretaries. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not a good time to be a paralegal at that new company. But I think with that, too, there's going to be a lot of layoffs. Um, I know that was something that they even talked about in their press release, which is it's such a 2023 thing to say of like, yeah, there are going to be a lot of layoffs and a lot of jobs are going to be eliminated as we create wealth Synergize. for only the 1%. Yeah, we're going to streamline efforts. Um, God, it's just sad. <laughs> Fucking hell. But okay, uh, let's go into Dynamite and Collision. So, uh, Dynamite was main evented by um, Sheeta and Anna J. Some stuff on the undercard, uh, and then Collision was main evented by House of Black versus CMFTR. Anything on either shows that you guys loved, hated, or different about? Loved? I don't know anything. Um, I sent you guys that post earlier about uh, Aussie Open versus uh, Adam Cole and MGF. Totally yeah. forgot and missed that that was just uh, a segment on Dynamite. I don't know. It just totally passed my mind. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, we're going to announce that on Kyle Fletcher's Instagram. But Yeah, well, I honestly, to... this, this week's Dynamite to me was very forgettable very like just eh. i didn't notice that that ha- that that was announced either and i was watching live um granted i oftentimes if if they're doing talking segments i sometimes will tune out unless it is something like an mjf promo especially when he was kind of going through his his time when he was really just on fire but i'm actually excited for that match and i i kind of like the idea that they're just prolonging this who's going to turn on who thing all the way to mm-hmm. the day of and it's going to just be a very right. interesting story to uh to tell there um dynamite like i said it was kind of nothing for me i don't need to ever see anna jay fight for a title again like she is just doesn't do anything for me in the ring like it's just her there's nothing there that uh that really warranted her i felt like to have a match with sheeta um collision on the other hand i was able to watch that um mostly live i the Iron Savages didn't they used to have a different name? Was it the? But weren't they Bear Country before? Bear County or Bear Country? Yeah, 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 yeah. Bear, Bear County. Um, but you know there wasn't a whole Bear lot County. of great, st- <laughs> whole lot of great uh, greatness on there. But the the main event was awesome. Uh, getting to see oh, Punk God. and Malachi Black do the sit down, stare down. I think yeah, we've all great. been waiting for that for a long time. I. You know, I obviously Ricky Starks is becoming a star on Collision. I loved his opening promo to start the show and everything going on there. But then I think Malachi Black is, you know, one B in terms of guys that Collision 
collision belongs to those two guys more than it belongs to FTR and CM Punk. Punk might be the draw for a lot of people. It might be what gets people to tune in, but I think uh, I think Malachi Black and Ricky Starks are the ones that are going to keep people long term and, and moving forward. Those are the two uh, stories that I'm really enjoying right now. Chris, you look like you got a question on your mind. Um, Inquisitive, yeah, because between your legs or something, I don't know. Rock hard. <laughs> Aren't you forgetting something? You got a you got a, a sick mind. A yeah, I'm trying to get back friction. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, I think Bullet Club Gold has been outstanding too. And it, it, again, like it, the, the whole point of the soft brand split has been to be able to give guys time again. And Ricky Stark certainly needed that. Andrade needs direction. Um, eventually, Thunder Rose is going to come back. She clears the test and stuff. And Powerhouse um, Hobbs. Powerhouse Hobbs. Oh, him He's and Miro is going to be fucking fantastic. Goddamn. That's going to that's gonna be That great. is cool. I'm that's yes, very excited about that. That will be very, very cool. So I, um, things are looking up on Collision. I mean, it, it's it, it's a supremely good show. I mean, I would say it's like one of the better wrestling shows, and it's certainly more consistent than Dynamite is right now, for sure. Yeah, I'm absolutely enjoying it. And I think uh, Bullet Club, they are the best. Bullet Club Gold is the best iteration of the Bullet Club since like AJ Styles to me, like when AJ Styles mm-hmm. left in that that era, I think this is the best faction that's had the Bullet Club name. They've been great, and uh, which is crazy to say. I, I've said it on multiple weeks in a row, where the fact that it's Jay White, obviously love him, but the other three lackeys are Juice Robinson and the Guns. I would not have expected that I would enjoy them no. as much as I have. It's been fantastic and they they don't seem like like they're kind of goofy at times still like with the whole like jay white cutout but it's not so goofy that you're like ah they're nodding to the audience that they all that they're in on the joke like it it feels like they're genuinely just being dickheads and i love yeah. that For and sure. jay white's fantastic no oh, he's the best and great to see him it's just crazy to think that like he's in american television now he's not just in new japan um, okay, so this brings me to my question I was going to ask you guys during the week. I brought it up uh, in our group chat. Do you think Young Bucks, or I'm sorry, do you think FTR has any chance of going over the Bucks at All In? It feels like it's going to be Young Bucks winning with all this new focus on tag teams. Um, that It's almost like it's setting the table for it. Maybe I'm looking too far deep into it, but I just have a feeling they're going to win that one. It feels like they probably get the win, but I, I think I texted this in the group chat as well. I would love it if they if FTR won because CM Punk does some sort of a... Like, I, do, I don't love ref bump interferences and stuff like that, but if Punk is the reason he comes in and costs it and then at All Out, you can the next week you can run CM FTR versus the, the Elite. Once again, probably doesn't happen. But God, would I fucking Punk love Buck, that if yeah. that was the plan. Oh, that's a great plan. That would be good if it if it was a hung box thing. That would be yeah. really smart. It but would be very funny to see. If... It would be funny if that was the payoff because that would immediately shit on so many wrestling journalists. And yes. I would I would maybe do an extra episode just to, as a victory lap. <laughs> there would be so many things of like not plans change because that's like a Maltzer troll line that people will use but it, it'll be it'll be well they you know they worked it out <laughs> it's, yeah, it's totally they, what it's gonna be 
The match wasn't on until um, the know, day of. Saturday, Saturday <laughs> yeah. night at 11 p.m. And then they weren't even sure if anyone was actually going to show up. Yeah. Oh, God. OK, well, um, there's so much going on in AEW. And I think there's also not to be cryptic or anything like that, but there's so much going on in our personal and professional lives. It's been hard to watch the G1. I be Oof. honest, I didn't watch any of it since night fucking eight or whatever like it's been a long time wherever um, our ratings end on the, yeah, that's, on the yeah. website is where we left off okay <laughs> all right so that being said like i mean i think we'll get a chance to watch it spoil i'll probably watch it later weeks. tonight yeah the, the, um, the, the main event of the g1 but so far though who was your sean because i know you've been watching a little bit more than alex has um who was your standout performer so far or just someone that you had another like just a added appreciation for coming out of the G1 um easy answer is probably Ishii clearly just yeah. always does good uh Eddie Kingston too um and those two going to uh going together in the same block was great um but like we said on a couple of podcasts ago just the younger guys uh Ren Narita, even yeah. some of the the whatchamacallum wild dogs or whatever they were for the war dogs for the uh the bullet club there. I enjoyed them a little more than I start when they started the G one. So yeah, so, some younger talent got a, a nice shine and I'm looking forward to some of the things that they can do with them and what's to come with new Japan. If I can get back in. Yeah. I was just going to say that too. I was really impressed with Gabe kid. Um, maybe not the best matches in terms of, you know, four and three, four stars and work rate and blah, 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 but just an character. entertaining character that's getting over. Yeah. He's got a little bit of, um, a young NXT Kevin Owens in terms of just that shit talking mm. and constant running his mouth and excessive violence. I just like what he's doing. And um, it'd be interesting to see what they do for Wrestle Kingdom. It's going to be Naito, who's the winner. Looks like Crazy. going against yeah. Sonata. Um, so I, um, what do you um, think about that? Is that a Wrestle Kingdom main event for you or no? I think so. And I think, I guess if you didn't do it this upcoming Wrestle Kingdom, you probably can't do it with the story you'd have of Sonata leaving Los Ingobernables and finally Naito winning the G1 again and having that to come about in January. But the whole G1 kind of got me to feeling of just like, maybe it's not, Sonata was a fun little uh, experience, but I just don't know that it'll last. And you might need something like that come January to kickstart him up again for a, yeah. a whole other year. Yeah, I was. I, I thought that uh, Yoda Suchi was going to win. Their, 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 right? The yep, G one. Um, they're met. Oh, at the G one. Yeah, just so that would because they they've had two matches already, and I was yep. like, oh, maybe that'll be like the the way that they close this you know version of it, and he wins, and they start a new era because there's a lot more young guys in the promotion. I don't know, but um, I'm just glad it wasn't Tanahashi. I know oh, we kind of shit yeah. on him a lot for his Matt Hardy physique and athletic abilities, but I'm glad that they didn't do a storyline. Okay. It's this guy's one last, one last, one last time. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's finally, finally looking like it's the time to, to hang it up or at least slow down yeah. on his end. Probably one of the only things I really saw of the G1 this year was the reversal that Naito had on, uh, Osprey in that towards yeah. the end of that match. Did you guys see that by chance? Mm-hmm. Did you at least see that clip? I don't think so. 
No. I just saw the clip. I haven't watched the match yet. But Literally, I, fuck, that I, I, I'm not even going to try. I'm not even going to try to explain it on the podcast. Um, Sean, I'll send it to you after if you want. Um, Please. That alone did make me want to go. I'm going to go and watch that match specifically for that. And you forget how good Naito can be. It's almost he's Orange Cassidy esque, right? Where like he does this whole like gimmick of not giving a shit, and then he just does stuff that you're like, oh fuck, he still can like really go. It's not just this this character that he plays all the time. Yeah, fair. And I think there's too many times where I just go, oh, he's got a trucker hat and t-shirt on. He doesn't give a shit. Like I, yeah. you know, you just kind of see him in house show mode, you think, yeah. and that's what he's going to wrestle as. But uh, yeah, so cool. he really does put it on. All right. And I'm then, uh, Alex, you had a question you want to bring up. So why don't you ask it? Ooh. Yeah. So there's, I believe right now, AEW is about 700 tickets overall away from the most fans at a wrestling show record. Uh, they will hit that 100%. Like, there's no way that they miss that because they don't even have all of their matches announced. And then all, there'll be walk up tickets, those types of things. However, they're about 7,000 away from the paid attendance record. So, you know, because they've comped some tickets, things like that. So, I've been seeing a lot of rumors that they're potentially going to bring in Goldberg to help bridge that gap to get that last, you know, seven ish thousand tickets sold. Goldberg hasn't been in England since like the nineties in terms of wrestling. So there's a, a thought that he could be a big draw because he just hasn't been on British soil uh, wrestling. What are your thoughts? Assuming it's not like a, uh, a crazy, you know, it's not him versus CM Punk or it's not him taking up a big timers <laughs> thing. Like if it's him versus Wardlow or it's him and Wardlow tagging against somebody and he gets it's a quick five to eight minute match but they do it, you know, mostly for that. What are your guys' thoughts on a Goldberg appearance at all in? Oh, go away. This wouldn't be <laughs> the the piece of straw that would tip the scale for me. No. Well, yeah, yeah it wouldn't tip I'm, it anything for I'm me, glad but I've I do seen him in- Yeah, I do think that there's a lot of casuals that it might though. Yeah. Yeah, I, like that that's the draw of them not really have ever been been over there is the, yeah. the draw of why so many people are there. But Goldberg yeah. is just someone who could have peacefully died in the WCW era. Metaphorically, yeah. character-wise, not actually. Yeah, gee, Sean, monster. Sorry. It's getting dark over here. I didn't need to get dark on here. <laughs> the lines are going to do well this year. You don't have to be so cryptic. And <laughs> that reminds me. Come on. Oh, uh, you're talking a lot of shit last week about Ford Field again, and uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm asking you to cut it out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they uh, they looked impressive in the preseason, so hey, whatever. Want to know? Want to know? All right. Well, that's all that we have for this week of Wrestling Latest Podcast. Again, please subscribe. Please unsubscribe, then subscribe to really uh, get subscribe. our numbers up and fluctuate. Uh, give us a five star review if you have a question, anything you want us to go over on the show or on the website, drop us a line or contact info and email addresses are on the website. They're also in the link tree where you can find our merch. You can also follow us on social media at wrestling latest podcast on Twitter slash X and on Instagram. And always of course, visit us at wrestling We are two weeks away from all in three weeks away from all out. So some content that'll be coming up regarding that. 
it's an interesting time, even though we're very burnt out. <laughs> so it's a lot of shit going on in our lives and the wrestling world. And we'll try to keep up with it as best as we can. But we do appreciate you listening and we appreciate you spending time with us. And we look forward to talking to you soon. Rick Rude, send them, the, send them to the door. Hit the music.